Welcome back to another Arsenio ZSL podcast. Oh my God, at the time of recording, man, my voice is finally back. Oh my God, so grateful to be back as always. And again, I hope all of you are doing well. It is another business English day. And today we're going to be speaking about presenting. Oh, I have a question for you. Think about all the successful talks you've been to in the past, you've heard in the past, even in present day, listening to presentations. Um, again, I'm not so much of a person who listens to presentations as I used to. I normally just listen to different courses and hearing how they develop and hearing how they communicate with the audience, such as courses I take on Growth Day, uh, listening to Glow Atonmo. Um, you know, there are a couple of other uh, speakers that I listen to. Danielle Laporte is a prolific speaker who I love so much, but you know, I don't listen to presentations like I used to just because I like to take something back, right? So if someone's presenting, I want to be able to take notes and think of things in a high performance way. How can I apply them to my life? Not so much just listening to presentations and, you know, it being the, you know, the end of them, such as Les Brown, him giving his motivational speeches and stuff like that, or you know, Eric Thomas given his presentations uh, at some of the great things that he does. I don't really listen to those anymore because I want to be able to take something from the presentations. So I want you to think, however, regardless of how you listen to them and whatnot, how did they become so successful? I want you to make a list of the elements that makes a good presentation. And I have been a part of those two presentations. I did BIDC. Uh, both in 2019, 2020, and then I declined in 2021 because out here in Thailand, man, the miscommunication is unreal. So I said, you know what? No, thank you, because there was a little bit of finger pointing, and apparently uh, I, I didn't know, but I was trying to hard sell my podcast, although that Thai people, it's not my audience. So I said, whoa, 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 excuse me? You said I was trying to hard sell my podcast because I mentioned my podcast in an example? Are you serious? And so I just said, you know what, that's, you're hurting my ego, but that's okay. I'm going to continue. Then the miscommunication continued. And I said, you know what, to hell with you guys. I really don't need your platform to give a presentation on. I, you need me a hell of a lot more than I need you. And I hate to tell you that, but you guys are really trying to make me feel bad about something that I had no intention on doing. And then with the miscommunication and it saying, oh, you were just going to give a one hour presentation. The next, you know, oh no, it's two and a half hours. Excuse me. Goodbye. So. I did give a presentation and it's so difficult because when you're giving it to an audience that's not necessarily yours to begin with, it's very difficult. It's kind of like when, uh, me doing company training out here in Thailand. It's very difficult to inspire and influence employees that really don't have direction to begin with. And it's more of a push than a pull. So when I present, whether it's at the training company or the different things in the past, what made my presentation so well? Well, guess what? You got to have a well-structured talk, okay? If your talk is literally all over the place, it's very difficult for non-native English speakers to follow, and therefore it falls apart, okay? It has to be, like, relatable too, right? Thorough subject knowledge, you can't just look up at the presentation and speak about things right off the, you know, off the presentation because then it real people realize that you don't have much knowledge, okay, on the subject, and then you could potentially be exposed. 
So you need to be very knowledgeable in your area, right? And so that's why when I create presentations and keynotes for the company I train at, uh, regardless of, you know, the, you, you know, the, the students and them just being, oh, they're very uninspired and you could tell, right? But, and some of the, you could tell that there are a few individuals who are very enthusiastic about getting better, you know? And so having that knowledge and that, and, and having that, that sort of voice means all the difference in the world. Now, a smart and professional appearance that doesn't really m matter, uh, to me, I think it matters in other countries and cultures. Um, again, when I do do presentations and if, and if I'm on stage, oh, absolutely. I'm going to dress to impress 1000%. But it's for me, it's not for the audience. Now, if the audience says, oh, yes, you must be business casual. No, you have to dress this particular way and try putting me in a box, then I would decline speaking there. And again, it all depends on the audiences too. Now, a good sense of humor isn't necessarily uh, required, but you need to be able to have that attention. Like having humor out there in Japan during in, in your presentation, mm -mm, right? In France, mm -mm, probably not. In America, okay. England, okay. Arab countries, Middle East, mm -mm, you know? So you need to understand and tailor to your audience, right? Now, I'm crazy as hell. I have 192 countries now. Uh, big shout out to the British uh, BVI, British Virgin Islands. Love you guys so much. And you guys love my craze. Now, I'm not saying every specific individual within the countries that you're listening to, you know, that like me, because there are maybe thousands of different cities that listen to me just once. And they were like, oh, I hate this guy. His energy is too much. See what I mean? So having the sense of humor, listen, I'm just who I am right? I have no labels. I don't try to be someone I'm not. If I'm funny and I say something funny, I don't even realize it. If I'm not funny and I don't, and I say something that's not funny, I don't even realize it. Because guess what? I'm just Arsenio. I am who I believe I am, not who other people think I am. Does that make sense? So good eye contact doesn't necessarily matter. But if you're trying to like, you, you know, depending on what type of speech you're given in some cultures, eye contact is everything. Now, having an enthusiastic voice, I think, or an enthusiastic attitude, okay, um, is very, very important, right? A strong voice, enthusiastic attitude, strong voice, not so much. Enthusiastic about being there, yes. And people can sense that. Let me give you an example. I went to a new CrossFit gym because I realized that, you know, me working out with the housewives could be very un uninspiring. So there is a gym I go to, but these three to four women, you know, uh, the, one of them, you know, she just loves saying and wears all these different things to have get people to look at her. And I'm just like, you know what? I just don't like going here, you know, and I realize, you know, am I excited about going here? And it's not because of them. It's because I don't like fake people either. So I go in there like nine and a half the first time it just started dwindling. It went from eight out of 10 stars of me going there to seven to four. And I'm just like, I don't even like coming here anymore. So then I said, let me put some more experience into my day. So I started going to other gyms and I shared with my friend that I went to a CrossFit gym, all these people anywhere between 25 and 35 years old within my age range. She's like, you really, really, really love going there. You need to go there more often. They added you on Instagram. They asked you about you. They're very interested in you. And guess what? They said that they love your energy. 
as opposed to other places where you do go there, you share your energy and they take you for granted. I said, that is a very good point. So I have an enthusiastic attitude. Whether or not people love me, I don't give a fuck. I really don't give a fuck. And I hate to say that, excuse my French. Okay, but it's, but you know what? I am who I am. If you don't like it, goodbye. It's not like I'm doing wrong by anyone. I'm inspiring, okay? I'm doing great things out there in the world. And if someone says, in the, and I hate to say this, but my African-Americans, they really don't like me. Although I am obviously half African-American and Puerto Rican, which comprises of so many other different heritages, they don't really like me because ah, I'm not like them. I don't have a very monotone personality. I don't come from the same streets as them. I'm an Uncle Tom because I am so driven. They try putting me into a box and I say to hell with all of you. And, and it's all good. It's totally good. Different strokes for different folks. If you don't like me, such as different communities out there in America really don't like me, goodbye. I don't give a damn. That's why they don't come around me. I know who loves me. I know who embraces me and I embrace thy. That's what it comes down to. So yes, I have that enthusiastic attitude because I just live, love, and laugh every single day. I live, I love, I matter every single day. Now, if you believe that you don't do that and then you try impressing your normalcy upon me, get the hell out of my face. But no, this never happens anymore because again, vibration attracts vibration. If you're at a low vibration, you attract very bad people to your life. It's because your vibration is very low. But again, my conscious level is very high. So that's why I have that enthusiastic attitude just because I love doing what I love to do. Do you get what I mean? A strong voice, not so much for me. Is it needed? Not necessarily, but just saying. Uh, a creative use of visuals? Not so much, okay? Expressive body language? Oh yeah. For non-native English speakers, I'm very expressive. But I remember a company back in 2017, it was a troll. This lady was an absolute troll, HR manager. Said, oh, he uses his arms too much. It was the most ridiculous comment I've heard from any human being up to that point in my life. At the at age 28, I was so defended. <laughs> I was literally so defended. And it's simply because all right, guys, so sorry about that. You guys probably heard the little uh, the little sound that was coming from my end. It was the cleaning lady, as a matter of fact, and she came over, and I had to literally stop for a couple of hours so that she could clean. So nonetheless, I am back giving you this, and so let's go back to that, okay? I said that I was defended. Now, that's actually really funny. It means offended. I meant to say offended, uh, but defended's actually a joke from one of, these uh, one of my favorite movies. I think it came out like seven years ago. Uh, it's called Black Coffee, and they were making fun of this girl who was just such, uh, she was acting, she was trying to be smart, and then she was saying a bunch of wrong words, so anyways, I said defended because it was really funny, but nonetheless, for them to attack the way I use my arms, either you're to this, you're to that, you're to this, I said, excuse me? See, because I'm working, <clears throat> because I'm a solopreneur right now, because I'm an entrepreneur, it's very easy for me to say, uh, excuse me, no, goodbye. But back then I was working for a job that really didn't care about my feelings. Uh, they didn't stand up for me or anything. And so when I got this ugly feedback, I said, excuse me, um, no, I'm not going to work there anymore. And I told the teacher at the time, I said, hey, listen, I told you that this place was notorious for things like this. 
but of course you didn't care. And I tried saying, uh, no, I don't want to work there anymore. They were like, no, well, the thing is, we'll have a big problem if you don't work there anymore. And I said, so you're going to force me to, to, to train at this company, a company that is absolutely undeserving of me. And so going forward, you know, with the, the you know, even, you know, up to the company today, and seeing the true colors of the people who I train with, and I'm very fortunate enough that, you know, it's pretty much the end in terms of, uh, I probably only have one more week left by the time you guys hear this. So it really doesn't matter, but I've learned so much uh, in terms of, you know, how people are seeing the true colors in the midst of chaos, in the midst of heated exchanges or conversations and stuff like that. And, you know, people developing that I'm 16, I'm angry at my dad syndrome and saying, hey, well, you know, uh, we're not going to, you know, and then just becoming very distant after that conversation and after that huge miscommunication, all of which was on them. No, guess what? When it comes to presentations and stuff like this, if someone, I want constructive feedback, like going back to the BIDC uh, presentation I did virtually back in 2020, listen, those people, and, and first and foremost, the first time I did the, the, the presentation was back in uh, 2019, and I was told that in the hour and a half I was going to be getting presented, I was going to get $500. Next thing you know, I get an envelope for about like $120, and I said, uh, excuse me, what happened? He said, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. No, no, see, that's the problem with miscommunication. So when you, you got to be able to set your price and don't let people knock you down. So I'm going a little bit off the beaten path, but I just want to just make it, you know, very apparent that there are times that you're going to have to, you know, say, uh, no, you're not going to pay me that. That's not what it is. And you're more than happy or you're probably going to have to find someone else because I'm not going to bring my rate down. Um, and so when someone says, oh, you use your arms too much. Oh, you're too happy. Things like that. Those are personal attacks, although I do not care. But if those people are working in those companies or if I have to teach them or train them, I say, hey, keep your bullshit to yourself. Let me do my thing. Stay in your lane. And you guys probably may have already heard the Business English, uh, what is it, the sales podcast in terms of me going through that ugly, you know, that the, basically that situation where I'm just like, uh, wait, excuse me? Okay. And then finally, after about a week, I had that resolve and I made that email saying, okay, I'm going to send this email on the last day when I hand out certificates saying, thank you so much for the opportunity. I do wish you the best of luck in all your future endeavors and I'll never speak to him again. And I'm not going to, you know, handle that from a childish perspective. It's just like, I'm never going to go back there. Even if you wanted to do more, even with all the chatter and the ridiculousness that you guys have given me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to focus on things that are much bigger than this. But thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. I've learned a lot. And when I do more companies in the future, I know exactly what I'm going to do from now on. So in saying that, very important, careful language is the last one. Or and you know what? No, it's probably careful. Oh, there we go. Careful preparation. Careful language, too. You got to know who you're speaking to. But careful preparation. One little miscue. People point that out very quickly. If you have a typo, they point that out. They degrade you. If there's any, you got to have people look over your visuals, your presentations and stuff like that, because one little small mix up, you know, people will look down on you. And that's uh, unfortunately the negative attitudes of a lot of people on planet Earth, too. Right. So here we go. What you have to think of is I'm going to give you this. All right. 
You could rank all of them in order of importance, A through J, all the different things I told you about, okay? Um, and you could talk about them such as, you know, another important thing is, I think mm, is pretty important too. This can make a real difference. Uh, what you need most of all is, you don't need mm, as long as mm, these are ways that you can express your ideas of the different elements that I've just discussed, all right? So, in saying that, what I'm going to talk about is delivery in the next podcast. I'm going to leave that there. i got a little bit of a CrossFit workout coming up right now. So I want to make sure I'm there on time. But nonetheless, I'm going to leave this with you here, okay? And then, shortly after, in the next podcast, we're going to talk about delivery. We're going to listen to Guy Kawasaki and a few other people talking about, you know, uh, different extracts and, you know, uh, the emphasis and... Uh, how often you pause, we'll talk about everything in regards to the delivery of your speech and the, of course, prolific speakers out there too. So with that being said, people, thank you so much for tuning in to another The Ersonio's ESL Podcast. Stay tuned for more. I'm your host, as always, over and out.